Welcome back to Tech Talk. Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. If you want to listen back to that in-depth interview in full with Richard Brown, the Acting Director of the National Cybersecurity Centre, you can do so on the News Talk app powered by Go Loud. Uh, I would love to hear any thoughts you have on what was discussed and indeed the the protections that are put in place to hopefully prevent another ransomware attack like what we saw with the HSE cyber attack. Uh, techtalk at newstalk.com is the email address. But we are now going to turn our attention to the world of EVs and Derek Riley of the EV Review Ireland YouTube channel is back with us now. Uh, Derek, what are we talking about this week? This week we are talking about BMW's technology flagship vehicle. Okay, I'm I'm instantly intrigued. <laughs> Do go on. The buzzwords are ticked. Yeah, go on. Uh, so this week we're talking about the BMW iX, which is their uh, technology flagship. It's their flagship in general. It's going to be the electric vehicle that they will be selling around the world. And like any premium uh, vehicle manufacturer, the stuff that's in here will roll down to more affordable models down the line. Not that this isn't affordable, depending on your personal budget. Uh huh. Um, so the iX, am I right in saying that this is not a million miles away from the i3, the little cute one that we, we've spoken about before? It is its larger brother. So this would be, we call it an SUV. Mm-hmm. The marketing team and BMW call it an SAV, sports activity vehicle. But no, so this is a large vehicle uh, for families, for people that are into their sports, whereas the i3 was a little city run around. Uh, but it would be its bigger brother, yeah. Okay. Sister. Okay. Let's talk through, I suppose, the outside of it, how it looks, because that i3, it's definitely a distinctive looking car. So you're saying that this is the, the bigger brother. Um, is it a good looking car to begin with? Oh, Jess, you've hit on a nerve here and a lot oh, of people okay. are going to be talking about it. Um, it is divisive I suppose is a nice way of putting it some people really don't like the looks of it but when when new cars come out and the design teams of these manufacturers come together and say this is the future design language that we're going to be using within the within the brand so when this was released as the iNext concept a couple of years ago people were like oh no this is this is not good um and they've kept nearly true to the world as to what it looks like there is a large bmw grill on the front of it and i suppose that's the main thing people have an issue with um and either you really you like it or you really don't like it but i've seen it a couple of times on in, in press and i was lucky enough to see it in germany a couple of weeks ago um i'm fine with it i i don't think it's ugly but some people have a real beer in their bonnet about it okay i just looked at an image yes um... what do you think you see, so I have this weird thing, and I don't know if I'm the only one, but I see things and people as animals. Okay, so I've been told two animals that it reminds people of. So let's see if either of the animals are the ones that you're thinking. It's a bit of a walrus-looking car, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. I saw so it, and I just I, thought it wasn't, walrus. I wasn't walrus. Uh, very good, Jess. I was, I've been told the M version that I drove uh, has kind of like blacked out grills at the bottom of it and some people that looks like a cat and then um the main pe- the main response that we get from people is it looks like a beaver with two big front teeth yeah so that's where i was going i suppose yeah i can with see tusks. the beaver i can see yeah. walrus um i can also see a bit of a pig it's a bit of a snout 
I mean, we should just scrap <laughs> the rest of the conversation this, and just name different tech animals. Talk, isn't it? Yeah. With Jess Kenny. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I don't know how I have this job, but anyway, <laughs> if you want to Google uh, image the car and let me know what animal you think it is, techtalk at newstalk.com is the email address. Um, okay. So beyond the walrus pig cat vibes, uh, what else can you tell us about the outside of the car? Uh, so when they're, they're they're very proud of the fact that this has this when they're building this it's sustainable materials it is stuff that's either pre-recycled or with very easily recycled it's made with 100% renewable energy from local hydro stations on on a big river that's near to Dingolfing is the name of the factory that I was able to visit so I've seen the whole process and how much thought they're putting into it so it's not just about let's make a fancy electric vehicle it's very much where do we get the materials from they don't use magnets in the electric motor it is very much um, they don't want to use rare earth minerals so they've got the, the the supply chain tied down for cobalt so they know exactly where it's coming from in, in Australia and in Canada so it's not just about the design of it it's the overall thinking of it but bringing it down to the design it's the fifth generation electric vehicle that BMW have brought out so you thought about the i3 then there was a couple of electrified hybrid versions in it but it is a ground up electric vehicle and very much when they're building it they're using carbon fiber frames they're trying to make it as light as possible and using space aid um, um, carbon uh, sorry aluminium space frame technology and BMW own Rolls-Royce. So when they're making a huge, big Rolls-Royce, they're using the same technology to make that. And they go, okay, that's a really good technology. Let's use that now in the BMW iX. So the actual car itself is 50 kgs lighter compared to an X5 body alone. Now, when you stick a big battery in underneath, yeah. the car itself is two and a half tons. So it's a big car. It's a lot of weight, but it's got air suspension. It's got a really, really smooth, quiet drive. It's luxury. You're, you're talking 80 odd thousand plus Oof. as a starting point. But there's a market out there, Jess Verdon. So people go, oh, think of all the other cars you could have made for this car and think of all this. But today we're talking about the technology that you've used to build it. What's on the inside and what's it like to drive? Yeah, I'm looking now at, um, and I am listening to you while I'm on my phone, but I am looking now at <laughs> pictures of the inside of the car. Am I right in saying the steering wheel looks like a 50p coin? Correct. Yeah, I call it a squished octagon. A lot mm. of people are calling it a hexagon. Uh, and a lot of manufacturers are using this kind of wheel shape because of the instrument cluster in front of it. So to, to keep it so that it's not uh, traditional round steering wheel if they make it bigger so that you have to see the, the, the binnacle inside uh, it'll be rubbing off your legs so it's flat bottom and it has a large top on it so that you can see the screen through it uh, 12 inch screen behind it and then to the side of that then it's a curved display it's a 14.9 inch uh, screen beside it but yeah it is a uh, an unusual it's the first time for BMW to do a, a, a shaped wheel like that yeah it's it's interesting looking at the inside of it because as you just mentioned there there's the screen that you can see. It, it does look like a big, or not a big curved screen, but like it's a curved screen going from uh -huh. um, between the steering wheel right over to maybe three quarters of the way across the dashboard. Um, what's the functionality? Or like, what, what can that screen do? What can you have on that screen? Great question. So this is the BMW operating system eight. So lots of new apps, lots of new features. One of the things I really like about it is number one. Um, it has augmented reality heads-up display, but they don't put them together. On some of the other cars I've reviewed, when you look, uh, you're driving along, it projects the uh, directions onto the windscreen. Uh, heads-up display, where whereas this one does that as well as on that screen 
that starts to use uh, one of the cameras that they have. So it's got five cameras, five radars and 12 ultrasonic sensors. One of the cameras is an eight megapixel camera, which is a fairly good definition mm -hmm. right at the top behind the rear view mirror. And so what that does is it takes a live feed from the road as you're driving along, coming up to a roundabout, and it will put arrows onto that screen augmented. So it looks like it's actually the arrows in the real world to tell you what where to hit the roundabout, as in where to go around and where to exit. Very cool. Loved it. Okay. Uh, my my question with that kind of stuff is always balance of function versus distraction. Correct. Yeah, and that's why I like the fact that they haven't put it in the heads-up display. Okay. So you don't have to have this function on. But you, So what it will do is, first of all, it'll tell you where you need to go. It'll put it on the heads-up display. It'll put it in the middle of the driver information, and then it'll do augmented reality. So you can have as little or as much as you want. Like any um, satellite navigation system, you can turn off the voice, whatever it may be, but there is no excuse for you to get lost in a car like this. Okay. Um, once we're inside the car, talk to me about the level of comfort. You said it's a big car, so I'm assuming there's decent space in the back and a good size boot and all the rest. Yeah. So uh, me sitting up front, you have lots of space sitting behind me as well. And I was sitting in it and I have a review on the channel if anybody wants to have a look at it. It's flat floor because it hasn't got that traditional transmission which you would have had an engine at the front and putting a drivetrain down the middle of the car and then powering the rear wheels. Uh, so this is flat floor, so five large adults can sit in the back it's got a boot space of 500 liters so a couple of big suitcases it'll fold flat there's another kind of a boot inside the boot for holding your cables so space inside really cool um, you also have a panoramic sunroof so it's nice and light and airy really nice another tech feature they have here so instead of a blind on those sunny days or you want a bit of privacy uh, they press the button and it automatically frosts the glass. Oh, You'll see nice. them in some of the cool offices uh, around the world, but this one is in the car. Okay, that is a that like that is a clever feature, isn't it? Really? Yeah, really nice. And even uh, lots of cool things been inside. Now, now you would have seen this before with the gesture control and some mm -hmm. of the mobile phones that you would have been in. That's in the screen as well, so you can turn it on, turn it off. And I drove two BMWs on this trip: this one and uh, the i4. And I had this one first, and you think it's going to be gimmicky, like twiddle your finger and it turns the volume up or twiddle the finger, turns the volume down. And you can use the steering wheel, you can use the radio, you can use the control panel that's beside you, you can tell it to lower the radio. So there's so many different ways that you can interact with the car, but the gesture control, I very quickly got used to it because I was filming and I had to make sure I turned on the radio and turn it back up again. And when I got into the, the other BMW that didn't have it, I did it once and I was like, oh, I missed that now. After literally using it for a couple of hours, it felt so natural. Gimmicky, potentially, but if this, as I said, this is the top technology that BMW can offer across all of its cars, it's going to be rolling down to other cars. Yeah, I think one of those things, it could easily be written off as gimmicky, but the fact that you used it and therefore missed it means there's more substance to it than just the novelty factor. Yeah, for sure. And there's lots of little things that like there's an LED strip along the uh, bottom of the window on the driver's door. And when you open the door, it flashes so that if a car was coming up, it sees the red. Oh, but it also lets you know when the door is unlocked. Traditionally heating a car, it was coming out of the vents or on some of the nicer cars, you've got a heated steering wheel or a heated seat. In the BMW iX, you've got heated panels which radiate heat, which is a much easier better and a more efficient way of heating a space. And you'll see these space sa saving or space heaters, radiant panels in houses, etc. Uh, and so when you start to see these little elements of technology coming through, 
you know, okay, they're really starting to think about it and how do we maximize the space? How do we utilize the space? How do we conserve energy and be as efficient as possible with our energy? So having your um, space heated by the seat, the steering wheel and these radiant panels. So you're not just forcing hot air into the space. Mm. You're being smart about it. But then there's the reverse of it. It's got cooled seats. Now, a lot of premium cars have that. But again, it's a nice feature. And again, hopefully this technology will roll down along uh, along other models. Okay, so that's a lot of the, the cosmetic-y bits and pieces as well as some of the functionality. But in terms of using it as a car, you know, to, mm. to get from A to B, perhaps, you yeah. know, God, imagine that. Um, <laughs> how was it to drive and what's the battery? Beautiful. Uh, the one I had was over a 100 kilowatt hour battery. What does that mean to Jess? It is saying 600 kilometers worth of range. So... Oof. one side of the country to the other like, yeah. without stopping to charge. And if you had stopped to charge, like it can take up to 200 kilowatts. How does that mean, Jess? You're going to get like 100 kilometers in 10 minutes. That's so, very impressive, no? Yeah, so it is. And again, it, they have to show this is, these are our cards. These are, this is what we can do. And so if you're paying this kind of money for a car, you want the best of the best. So beautiful to drive, air suspension, etc really nice weighted steer, lovely seated position. You're wafting along. It's two and a half tons, but you're just driving along and you're like, it, does, <laughs> it has a lot. Sound is a huge factor in an electric vehicle mm. because there is motor. So it has a pedestrian warning outside. So if people are walking along the street and you're coming along so they can hear you coming, you can turn the sound on on the inside so that when you press the accelerator, it sounds like a kind of a spaceshipy kind of thing um, and in a couple of months time because it has over there updates which is a big thing uh, a lot of electric vehicles are starting to do this now tesla have been doing this for years and um, you'll be able to download wait for it just the hans zimmer sound for your bmw uh, ix that's, yes, like, that's a bit just... notionsy though no uh, Jess, you hear coming along down the road, you'll be like, oh, that's Hans Zimmer I can hear coming out from the window there. But um, probably the best sound system I've ever heard. Uh, oh, really? You hear it, yeah, you hear it because there's no electric. So you're saying, what's it like to drive? That sound experience is is part of it. And speakers in the headrest built in, speakers into the, the upright of the chair, bass speakers in the bottom of the chair. And I didn't know this when I was driving. I was like, that's like I was listening to some beating music and I was like feels like this is coming up through my chair and I was like there's a whole sound there's 30 speakers inside this thing oh my gosh that's that's like a proper sound system <laughs> it literally is the best sound system you could get uh, when I rocked up to get the press car they handed me an apple phone okay I was like oh that's lovely thanks very much where's the key of the car like oh, uh, that's the key of the car because they have a, a, an integration with apple where it's built into the iphone so as you walk towards it it uh, uses um Bluetooth technology, so it knows how close you are. So it starts to turn on the lights. It starts to open the door. So as you as you literally put your hand in the flush door handles, because it has to be aer- aerodynamic, mm-hmm. uh, all ready to go. You literally put the phone in the on the wireless charger, press the start button, and away you go. So frictionless. But that integration with it's not just Apple. You can plug in your Android Auto. It's all wirelessly done. You can have Alexa, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, the, the the point that I often make when I'm talking to you, it's these are less uh, vehicles and more moving computers. Like it is incredible the amount of tech they've crammed in. More so now. And even like there's a 5G SIM card in it. Mm, There's eSIM technology in it. So people go like, what's eSIM? If you've got uh, 
cellular capability on your smartwatch or your tablet, that's an eSIM, an electronic SIM. So BMW are starting to roll this out now so that you can sign in. So Derek drives it. Well, Derek walks up with his card or his the key in his, in his pocket or his iPhone, if he's an iPhone user, um, drives it and it has all my settings. I park it up. Jess comes along. Mm-hmm. It knows all your settings. It knows the seat height. It knows where the mirror should be. It knows the routes that you normally take. It has a cloud-based mapping software. So if there's traffic on, it'll send you a text message in work to say, hi, Jess, traffic on the way home. We're going to give you a different route. You'll get home at the same time. Like, it is amazing. That does sound like the tech nerd's dream, right? But as a control (laughs) freak... I just don't know how comfortable I am with the car. Like, I assume all of it, you can override all of it. Absolutely, yeah. And so it sounds like Jess is not going to be too happy with the, the internal camera. But let me let me talk to you about the internal camera. So the internal camera is there to take some selfies when you're off on a little road oh, trip. If it now, Jess, you, can, you have to give it permission. Uh, if somebody steals your car, you can see exactly what's going on in the inside or the, the okay, alarm goes good. off. Oh, see now, Jess, you either want it or you don't want it. I don't so, want uh, the selfie. I can I can go thirty <laughs> seconds without a selfie. Thanks very much, Car. You can set it up uh, to automatically take a selfie when somebody smiles. Okay, now, Jess, no, I'm done with that, this now. Thank now, you. No. We'll go for a road trip. Let's see how many smiling selfies Jess. Takes. Have you met me? How often do I actually smile? If if it was scowling, if you if it could automatically pick up a scowl, should Jesus it be a live feed? Scowl selfie. Um, Smart stuff, Led. So you're, you're asking about the driving. Really good. It's got two stage forwards. So there's a D mode and a B mode. What does this mean? So D mode is automatic regenerative braking. So it will use its electric motor to slow you down so you don't even have to press the brakes. So it'll see traffic in front of it with all sensors. When you're coming up to a roundabout because it knows the map that you're on, it knows to start slowing you down. If it sees traffic lights coming up ahead, and with that 5G connectivity, we've talked about it before in the past, Jess, where it can start talking to smart cities. Okay. No other traffic around. It'll turn the lights green as you drive through. It'll talk to other BMW cars if there's an accident up ahead. So the so like we could spend, I don't know, we haven't got the whole hour to talk about mm. the BMW iX, but there's so much technology in it. And it's just such a great piece for the show, as much as it's, we're talking about cars. As you can see, there's so much technology. We can we could keep talking about it. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm I'm definitely interested in it. I definitely appreciate the the technology, the design, the walrus design, and then as you said there, you know, just the, the drivability of it and, yeah. and the, the range on it sounds uh, phenomenal. Um so is this that you said this is their flagship now, so we we, yep. we will probably see little streams of this kind of tap being tapped into other cars then? Yeah, like anything in those premium marks like Mercedes or BMW or Audi or whatever brand you're looking at, they'll put the best of the best into their, their top car or vehicle and then it starts to roll down like airbags, like seatbelts, like and all the stuff that we now take for granted, automatic lights, automatic indicators. That all started off in a premium car somewhere and now we just take it as the normal. So it's it's amazing to see this. You're going to see these on the roads in Ireland towards the end of this year. A couple of them are going to be coming in, but it's going to be a 2022 car a couple of different variations, a couple of different battery sizes if you don't need such a big battery. And there's going to be a Sporty M version coming as well next year if you want even more power. Um, but yeah, really, it, it was great to see it. And it's great to see what how BMW, huge car brand, what they're thinking, okay, this is where we need to be because mm. this car is going to be changed for a couple of years. So this needs to stand the test of time in one, two or three years time. This is, as I said, this is their technology flagship. 
Okay, if that sounds like it's up your street, you can head to YouTube now, search for EV Review Ireland and you can have a look at uh, the car in all its glory and um, how Derek got on. Derek, it's always a joy to chat to you. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Jess. And that is all we have time for this week. If you missed any of the show, you can listen back in full on the News Talk app powered by Go Loud. John Fardy's up next here on News Talk. I'll chat to you next week.